Superpowers on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sex, Love, and Superpowers podcast show. I am your host, Tatiana Berenday, and today my guest is Willow James, and we are going to be discussing the naked truth about romance novels. This is going to be a very fun and different kind of show today, so I'm looking forward to it. And let me tell you a little bit about Willow. Um, for readers seeking sexy romance short stories filled with alpha men and curvy women and a guaranteed happily ever after, Willow James delivers. So if you're looking to escape with hot, steamy romance novels or novellas that deliver yummy vibes and oodles of delight, Willow's work may be just what your psyche ordered. Willow James loves reading books that help balance the hard things in life, bringing laughter, smiles, joy, and hope. And of course, happy endings are not optional. She devours books by Shannon Stacy and Jill Shalvis, among many others, and is always on the lookout for young adult series like The Princess Diaries and Angus, Thongs, and Full Frontal Snogging. Books to make her laugh and indulge her romantic and forever optimistic spirit. She aspires to provide some of the same joy and pleasure those authors and books deliver every day. Living in upstate New York, Willow loves spending time with her two dogs. Let's be realistic. She spends all her time with her two dogs being in nature and finding the miraculous in the mundane. Welcome to the show, Willow. Hello. Thank you so much. Yeah. So... Um, before we dive into the conversation, we are going to go to break. And before we go to break, though, I would love to hear what your superpowers are. Um, such an interesting question. And I have to say, for me, uh, my primary superpower, I think, is kindness and uh, backed up by empathy and, and um, just the compassion. And, and I, I, I feel like, for me, one of the most important things in the world is connecting with people and giving people a little bit of, of that um, uplifting space. And so I try to keep myself in a, in a good place most of the time. It doesn't work all the time. But <laughs> and when I, when I engage with other people, I try to help, help them meet the same space. So if sweet. I, if I can at all. So sweet yeah, and so you. needed, especially in times like these. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on the show. And I am looking forward to diving in. Our topic today is the naked truth about romance novels. And we are talking with Willow James. Willow, before we go to break, will you tell our listeners where they can go to find out more about you and um, the book in particular that we're going to be discussing today? Sure. Uh, my website is willowjames.com and you can go to willowjames.com forward slash books to find this book and uh, any others that are on the way. <laughs> Great. And give our listeners the title. Uh, the title we're discussing today is Knockout. Knockout. So, yes. A play on a box. It's a boxer story. Well, it does a boxer part doesn't play a huge role, but uh, the main, the main protagonist, male protagonist is a boxer. So a little bit of a play on word there. <laughs> awesome. So stay tuned. Uh, I have a feeling this is going to be a real interesting conversation. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts and creator of the Superpower Network. Welcome and thank you for making us your go-to place for inspired content, training, and community. The network is so much more than a place for amazing content. It's step one on the path to unlock your superpowers. Listen to one episode daily on the Superpower Network and attune yourself to inspired conversations, higher vibrational living, and much, much more. 
In step two, you learn with us by watching one of our inspirational videos each week from the IM series. And when you're ready, come grow in community. Our superpower programs offer a unique experience for those ready to harness their superpowers to change themselves, their lives, and ultimately, the world. Go to superpowerexperts.com and take the next step on your path today. All right, we're back. Okay, so the first question that is really just kind of burning in my mind is, how did you get started on this trajectory of writing romance novels? Uh, <laughs> well, it turns out I'm like a lot of other um, women in particular. I think some there are some male readers for romance novels, but it's mostly women. Um, when I was around 11, I discovered romance novels in the library, the local library. And I um, kind of I started taking them out and, and I was really enjoying it. It was, you know, a little bit um, forbidden and, and exciting. And um, I remember, I think I even made some paper covers for some of the covers because I wasn't to so hide sure what I you were reading. To be running around with these things. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, I, I hated a little bit, and then somewhere along the way, I got I got a very strong impression somehow that this was not something I should be engaging in, even though it brought me a huge amount of pleasure and a lot of joy. And uh, so I stopped reading them. And then I think you know later in life, I reconnected with romance novels. Um, in my family, generally, we're oriented toward reading a lot of nonfiction and self-improvement and self-help. So I've read tons and tons of that kind of stuff. Um, but I think sometime in my 20s, I found them again and I dove back in for a bit. And then again, I got, you know, I felt like I needed to be bettering myself and improving myself. And so I felt like a waste of time to engage in, in these stories. Um, and then, you know, later on and more in the last bunch of years, probably the last 10 years or so, I rediscovered them and I was kind of looking for... Um, what it was I wanted to be doing. And I needed a break from, I had been building my own home business for a long time. I had been working as a marketing coach and doing a bunch of other things and I just was burnt out. And so I decided to give myself a little time off and I said, you know what, I'm just going to read romance novels. So I started reading them and all of a sudden it just struck me and I thought, oh my God, I've always wanted to write a romance novel. And I hadn't realized it had been a dream that I had kind of just almost ignored. I'd sort of written little bits here and there of a few things and had never really taken it seriously as a possibility. Um, and then I just decided I started reading, I read like 25 or 30 romance novels at once. Um, this was about 10 years ago. And then I started my first one. I got about 70,000 words in and got completely stuck and just like basically froze up on it. Um, and it probably was not quite 10 years ago, probably about seven years ago. Um, and it, it, then I started another book about two years after that. And then finally, during this COVID process, uh, I came across a small ebook that was about writing short romance and making money doing it. And I have a full-time job, so um, making money is not my primary goal with it, but it would be very nice, of course. Um, but I, I, um, that book gave me permission to write a short story instead of writing a full-length novel. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden, the door just opened wide, and I was like, I can do this. And so I sat in bed at night <laughs> and I wrote my story, wrote my scene, you know, night after night and started to learn about how to, um, you know, edit and how to put it all together and how to get a book up online. You know, building my own business before gave me a lot of information on, you know, putting up websites and doing other things. So I just, I just started building that again and got it out there. <laughs> so really COVID and, and a little more peace and quiet and space um, being in the country because we uh, have an apartment in the city where we usually are because of where my job is, but I've been able to work from home through this process. And so um, for me, it's a, it's a silver lining of, uh, of this whole experience. That's so fun. So um, yeah. yeah, there were some things that you mentioned that I could totally resonate with actually when I was younger 
I was intrigued, but there was such a, like a taboo against it um, that I never, I never, I never read them because Mm -hmm. my mom was horrified at the prospect of her. (laughs) And and they were like, it it was like, they were constantly sort of talked down on, um, you know, my mom worked in academia and, you know, my Mm. family. So it was really just like, if you're going to read, you have to be reading like Proust or, <laughs> or, or Tolstoy or, you know, yep. some like oh, art, <laughs> art books or something, you know, something to really like yeah. further your, your feeling of superiority amongst everyone else. And, um, or just for the joy of learning new things. Right. My mom, my sure. mom is a total bibli- bibliophile, but there, there was no, mm-hmm. there's no like, there's no learning or enriching yourself in, in romance novels. It was, you know, to use a very base term, it was pure smut. Right. And that, and it was like exactly. not, not allowed. Um, and, right. <laughs> and I think it's a, it's a really um, incredible. And, and I feel like that, that stigma is still kind of present today, you know, even. Oh, no even, question. No even question. Oh, there's, you know, all of this work that we've done around, around sexuality. And um, I, I just, I think there really is, there's a real stigma around it. How, how have you, how did you kind of undo that for yourself or, or how do you navigate with it now that you're kind of more public in this arena? It's, it's an interesting thing. I think it's, um, I've had to, I think some of it sort of happened naturally just doing personal work over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's, there's getting over the whole thing about being an artist and being a writer and actually believing in oneself as those things and claiming that as, as a, you know, I am a writer. I, and, and that's a, for me, some years ago, I wouldn't have even been able to make that statement because I feel like I'm posing or, you know, it doesn't feel real. Um, but then there's also this piece of, of just being willing to be who I am out in the world and recognizing that, you know, while romance novels have this stigma, um, they are the single most popular genre of itself. <laughs> and so there are hundreds of thousands of millions of people who are, who are buying and reading these books every day, all day long. It's one of the most voracious reader groups. They read on average one to two books um, a, a month, if not one to two a week, um, the, the romance reader. And so obviously there's a place for it. And obviously there's, uh, a way to engage it, but it's also, I think a lot of people, and there's, there's several articles online that, that, that have helped me by reading about what the benefits of reading romance are. And, um, they talk about things like, um, the emotional education that you can get from these characters and the writing. Some of the writing is just amazing. Some of it is so funny and some of it is so touching and there's some incredible drama and there's just any story as a culture and as a, as a humanity, we live on story and we learn from story. And and one of the beauties of, of entertainment, of movies, of TV and of books is that we get to go through an experience through the eyes of someone else. And that teaches us about ourselves. And so romance novels for me offer that, but they also, in particular, I, I tend to stick toward the contemporary and the, um, I have read, read a lot of historical, but for my reading, I contemporary and, and the more comedic side, because I want that uplifting experience and I want that escape. And so I recognize that if it's something that I desire, obviously it's something other people desire. And so that all of that sort of tied together has allowed me to kind of break through that um that sort of fear place mm-hmm. it's beautiful and i love that you tie in that emotional component because i think oftentimes romance novels get sort of placed in the realm of pornography right it's like they're mm-hmm. they're equated and yet 
And yet there is so much richness to character development that, that porn is, does not offer, right? The pizza delivery right. guy. Yeah. That <laughs> takes off his clothes. Like there's, there is the, the plot lines that don't exist. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and, and something that I really love about, you know, what you're doing um, is you're highlighting curvy women. Obviously on this show, we, you know, we've done a lot of work around um, fat positivity and, and uplifting those with, with curvier bodies. I have a curvier body. Um, and, you know, <laughs> and, and so it's, and, and I think it's something that we long to see more of those of us who, who have curvier bodies who don't see ourselves. I mean, that's changing now. We're seeing more advertisements with, with more different shaped and and sized women, which I'm so grateful for, but you know, it's been, it's been, it's been years and generations of, of lack of representation. And so I, I love that you're really bringing that forward. Um, and like I said, I only got, I only got to read the first few pages because I was without (laughs) internet for an entire month, which was a whole other story. But, um, but in the first few pages to just have this, like, you know, typically buff, you know, like what we would consider to be billed as, as your typical attractive male, have a real interest um, and sexual desire for a woman who is curvier. I think to, to, to shift that narrative, it's a really powerful thing that you're doing actually. I agree. And, and I, you know, it's something that I have, come across and started reading myself and, and thought, wow, okay, so this, so people want this, and this is something that I want to express, and it also has given me an opportunity to explore um, the, the character's feelings about her body, and, you know, I'm, I'm, the second book is, in, is, is just about to be released, and um, it's, it's also another curvy woman, and exploring her personality as a, as a different personality and a different relationship to her body, but also, you know, similar types of things has been fascinating for me and also very educational for me to sort of dig into my own feelings and, you know, where I stand on this spectrum. Because in Knockout, um, the, the primary uh, female protagonist is she's um, much more self-conscious because she's had a very, you know, kind of a bad experience with a past lover. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she feels a lot about her body. Whereas in the second book, she's, this woman has come to terms, not to terms, I must say come to terms, but has come to, um, to appreciate her body in a different mm-hmm. kind of way. And she has a very different relationship. And so to me, being able to explore that has been um, really beautiful and, and helpful for my own growth. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really important for, for people to, to understand. I, I think when, when all we see are images of like really thin, there's like a really typical, like, attractive person that we get to see right yeah. like especially women yeah. right it's like if you fit these boxes then you're then you're attractive and yet to to get to engage with characters and to really expand the possibility of like actually like men who look all different ways are yeah. attracted to women who look all different ways and there yeah. isn't this like one formula for attractiveness that is the only thing that that every man desires right there's very true and of course we're talking like super heteronormative terms here and it's also true <laughs> right but i think with that, all of these genres 
I was just going to say all these genres have kind of exploded in the indie writing world because people like me can now put a book out um, and, you know, it's up to my marketing skills to be able to get the world to find it. But there's there's all these books now that, that cross over into all the different areas of what types of relationships people have and how people self-identify. And um, and now, you know, there's also people writing about the not just the female character being Kirby, but the male character being a completely different body type or shape. And, you know, it's it's the, the representation has changed because it's not being controlled by, um, you know, a corporate publishing world that says, okay, this is what sells, so this is the only thing we're going to do. Um, because now people can can actually find a, a niche market where people want to read any number of different types of, of arrangements. And I love that. I, I absolutely, absolutely love that. So tell us a little bit about um, your process when you sit down to write, write these stories. Um, you know, it's one of those things that also that book that I mentioned, that little ebook, gave a very uh, simple summary type format process, which basically the woman said, just put a beginning, a middle, and an end together, and then you know just pick. You know, should have you know, six or seven chapters in the in the ten to twenty thousand word book, and um, you know each chapter needs to kind of do this, and it was just very basic, and that changed again my whole relationship to this process because. It's kind of getting my head around writing a full length 70 or 100,000 word book. My brain just, I, I kind of have to be able to, to pull all of the pieces together in one capsule. And mm-hmm. something that size was just a little too much for me to handle from the standpoint of having a full time job and being able to get my head into it and get out of it and, and process it. But this sort of smaller chunk, um, is much more doable. And so I think for me, the most valuable thing I learned from that is, um, to not assume that there's only one way to do something and to go keep seeking some different options. And, you know, there, there are people who are making $100,000 a month selling short novels. And there are people who buy, you know, two a day because <laughs> they want to read one story. They just want to sit down in bed and read for an hour and be done. Mm-hmm. And they want to read an entire story arc and a character arc and just and have that be. And I didn't even know that existed. And so, you know, for me, that, that finding that and connecting to that gave me the freedom to, to explore something different and something new. And to me, that's one of those most valuable pieces that, that teaches me, okay, anything else I want to do in my life, I get to go, go look at it in a different way and see what else exists around it versus just that one little narrow column that I think is, is the only way to do something. Um, and that was really enlightening. It's, it's, a, it's something that I'll, I'll take forward uh, from here into everything I do in the future. Beautiful. And so is there, I'm curious, because you spoke to some insights that you were having as you were investigating these two different characters. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Like what this process has been like in your own relationship to yourself? I don't know if you're partnered. I am partnered. Yes, I have uh, a significant other who's been in my world for I think, 23 years. Um, we're not married, but <laughs> we've been together for a long time. Um, and I, you know, I definitely can't help but play on on your own experiences. And everybody says, you know, write what you know. And so, you know, you guys, for me, I kind of dug into different corners of my relationship um, and, you know, different corners of past relationships with people. And, um, you know, and it, it also, you can't help but pull in everything you've seen in, in movies and read in other books and things like that. And so, um, you know, it, it's, it's such an interesting process. Um, I'm learning about, about for me, writing is, is 
I'm, I'm more of what they call a pantser, somebody who just kind of needs to write versus a plotter, which is somebody who plans the whole thing out and then writes. Um, mm-hmm. I need a little bit of a plan, but I tend to veer off it and go go with whatever the wherever the writing is taking me, um, which creates a, a, a bigger process for editing later because you have <laughs> to pull things back together again and be like, okay, I'm off in some corner over here and that's not where the story was needs to go to be able to reach the ending I was trying to reach. So how am I going to bring myself back and um but you know it, to me this this having been my, my first book knockout it was such an such an interesting process to, to figure out what it what it is to get into the character's mind and you know and I had written some others and now I know if I try to go back to them I'll be able to do a much better job um you know getting feedback from from beta readers and feedback from other people about what they liked and what, what they didn't, didn't respond to as well um has taught me a lot of, also about what I need to give when I am digging into these characters and what, what I need to represent. Um, and it's, it's interesting because you, you know, you hear about, everybody talks about getting reviews and things like that. And, and I've been lucky enough to have quite a large number of reviews on Amazon for our first book. I did a lot of work to try to get that to happen. Um, but then I've gotten a couple of negative reviews in a few places where people, somebody made a comment like, this is obviously written by a man. He doesn't understand anything about women. I'm like, okay, oh, wow. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> you know, you kind of want to respond to that person and be like, by the way, <laughs> you could not be more wrong. <laughs> but it's, it's, I don't know. I'm trying to get back to the question that you, that you asked. And I think I'm kind of missing the mark, but hopefully not completely. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's about figuring out how to find your, to me, find myself, but express it in a very different way because each character has to have their own voice or it's not a varied experience for somebody who's reading it. Um, and I think also for, for me, one of the big challenges in writing is I, I really seek that, um, that escape experience and I want to be taken on a journey, but I want the journey to feel good. But mm-hmm. at the same time in writing, if your characters are not being challenged or if they're not you know some would say in trouble in some way the reading experience becomes boring for the reader so I have to find a way to walk that line in giving the reader an exciting experience but also finding that place that feels good to me where I'm not like I'm, I'm not somebody who reads like you know um I, I don't know. I, I enjoy some murder mysteries, but like, you know, thrillers and stuff like that. Cause I don't, I don't want to be in the stress experience. That's not why I'm reading. I'm reading for, for relaxation and enjoyment, not stress. Mm-hmm. And so, but you have to create that tension or the, there's no story. Right. And so that's been a, that's been a really interesting um, place for me to, to kind of dig into and, and learn more about how to, how to balance that. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm sure, I mean, so I don't know how in depth you go into the sex scenes in the book because I didn't get that far. Um, <laughs> this one, this one's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty strong. <laughs> this, this one is, uh, it's actually been classified uh, as erotica by Amazon. <laughs> I was wondering. I was curious. I was like, what's the line? Like, how? What's the difference between an erotic novel and a romance novel? Like, where's that line? I- I think it probably varies for some people. In this case, Amazon classified it that way because of the word alpha. So to them, alpha is a lifestyle and it, it is a lifestyle like a harem lifestyle or something else that, that is an erotic lifestyle. So they, they pushed it into erotica. The ebook is not in erotica at this point because they have reviewed it and I made a change and pulled that, that word alpha out of the title. But because it's a published book, the paperback copy has that as a subtitle word. And so I can't change that now. Um, this book is in my mind and to most other romance authors would fit firmly in the world of romance because there are different parts of romance. There's, there's queen and wholesome romance, which doesn't get into a sex scene. You might have a kiss, but generally it's fairly chaste and you have a marriage. Um, whereas regular 
contemporary romance, historical romance, the sex is, is a very um, significant part of the story. It's, it's a piece of what you're telling. Um, and, and, and to me, part of the difference between erotica and romance is in romance, the, the sex scenes are about the emotional connection. At least that element is more important. You have a full relationship development. You have a full character arc. And you're, you're moving into, it's more about relationship than it is about sex. Sex is a part of what's happening as telling the story of the relationship. And erotica is sort of like with porn, it, it dives more into that sexual relationship. And sex drives things more. Um, and so that's another piece that I've had to work on making sure that that emotional connection is there and that the, there's an attraction between the characters, but not just based on, on a physical attraction. It may start out that way, but it, but it deepens and becomes, becomes more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I mean, cause I've read some erotica before and it's very explicit in detail and in, yeah. in yeah. description of what is occurring between physical body parts. Yeah. And this this book has has one of those scenes that fit that would fit into that category. But again, in my from my reading, most romance that I read is also has that. Um, it's just not the main focal point of the book. And it and I think in for a lot of people, erotica also crosses into alternate lifestyle choices in, mm-hmm. in the in the world of sex. So like Fifty Shades of Grey is an erotica novel right. because it crosses over in and it's very much focused on the sex. Um, whereas most romance novels, you have a sex element, but again, you're probably two thirds of your story is actually the storyline around the relationship building. And that to me is what I really enjoy in a romance novel. So I like everything from the clean all the way to the, to the more erotic side of, of romance because I enjoy that relationship building and the sex piece is, it's not essential to the storyline in my world. It's, you know, I, I enjoy writing it, so I include it. Um, but I'll probably, as I explore my, expand my horizons as a writer, also um, move into writing some more clean romance and, you know, deepening my, my ability to connect with the emotional connection between two people without relying on that. And then also just enjoy writing it because it's fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so you mentioned Fifty Shades of Grey and I'm, I'm intrigued by this because a question that I had actually before you mentioned that is like, is the taboo nature of this part of what makes it so exciting? And yet when we looked at, when we look at 50 shades, I mean, that blew up, right? Like that is like Mm -hmm. so popular. Mm -hmm. Like you, that is now a cultural reference. Like everyone can understand what you're talking about. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet it's so like, there's so much taboo in there. Right. It's fascinating. Yeah. It is fascinating. It, it, but I guess that does, I, I will go back to my original question. Do you think that part of why it's so titillating, if you will, to read these books and they are so popular is partly because of the taboo around it? I do. I do. I think, um, you know, and I think that probably depends on the particular reader and what they're drawn by. But I do think, you know, I think I even mentioned it at the beginning, you know, when I was young, there was something a little bit, you know, forbidden about it. And that made it more enticing until I kind of got caught up in my own, you know, weirdness around it. And as you mentioned, you had similar experiences and there's just a lot of layers to why that's not quote unquote acceptable. Um, It depends on, on your entire world and upbringing. And I feel like Kindle has probably opened that up for a lot of people because if I'd had a Kindle at that age, I would have been reading tons of these books because nobody would have known what I was reading, Um, (laughs) you know, and it, to me, I do think that that plays a role for some people. And um, for me, I, I just love reading it, so I wanted to write it, and it's part of what just came out naturally as, as 
part of the story and, and, and it has come out naturally as part of the story in the first book that I wrote. And the second series that I started writing is completely different and actually doesn't have that element. So, um, you know, like with anyone, none of us are, are any one thing or a whole lot of things mixed together. Um, and as I said, I enjoy reading the whole, the whole gamut from, from very clean to, to very more of the erotic style. Um, and I think there's there's something a lot of fun about that. It's something fun about being able to touch a lifestyle that you might not choose to engage in per se. Um, but that doesn't mean it's not interesting. Yeah, you know, people like to read to write, like to watch police stories, but they don't necessarily want to go be a criminal and or be a police person. They they love the the enjoyment, the thrill of them, and being being able to be someone else for a little while and live through someone else's experience for a little while without having to having to engage it yourself. Yeah, a window into another world. Mm-hmm, exactly. And so I, I think it's wonderful. I love reading, reading, reading sex stories. <laughs> They're great, you know? Um, so here's a question. Do you get turned on by your own writing or in the process of it? Absolutely. <laughs> no question. And if I'm not responding to it, then it's not right. It's not being written well in my mind. You know, if my own sex scenes are not exciting to me, then I've, I've done something wrong and I need to rework it. So, yeah, no, definitely. If I can't envision it clearly and I can't, I'm not enjoying it from that, you know, not feeling turned on by it, then I'm, I'm off base. I At least in my opinion. I don't know if other writers would feel that way, but that's how I feel. I think it's like such a fun exploration for me. I was in the theater for a long time. And so when you mm-hmm. were talking, when you were talking about, you know, sort of the character development and getting into these different characters and having to write sort of in different voices, um, I could definitely relate to that. And there's, it's like, you have to find the part of yourself that, could do or be that aspect exactly and Uh, that's really exciting and fun (laughs) yeah oh fun well well it has been such a such a joy talking with you today um is there anything before we end here that you want to make sure our our listeners know about you about your work um I don't think anything in particular other than what I've shared before. You know, I mean, I think I, I love what you just said there at the end about, about the, you know, the exploration of the characters and the acting. And, you know, to me, anybody who might be listening, who's been thinking about writing any kind of, of stories, there's so many resources online um, to, to support people in writing and in publishing. And um, I just encourage encourage figuring out how to get out of out of anything that might be stopping you and just engage it and that goes for anything beyond writing too i mean i'm i've I've explored a lot of things in my life and there's really no reason why you can't embrace anything that excites you and interests you um try it on for size see if you like it enough to move it forward in your world and 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 then go for it i love that and i think also if i could just plug creative expression for for its own sake and you know i mean you're Mm -hmm. you're actively selling this book and and you're you're on a on a platform with it but i mean that doesn't have to be the end goal like we can we can write we can make art just for the sake of the process of doing so because it's enjoyable and pleasurable to us and and you grow through it. It's one of the things that struck me when you mentioned the acting piece and getting into the character. I had that kind of that same thought, which is writing is a very private process. And you, if you don't want to publish, you don't have to. That doesn't mean you can't explore it yourself. Uh, whereas acting, you know, you're kind of it's, it's the end goal is to present uh, in a public way. Um, I think writing is a is, has a kind of a different can have a different angle to it. Although I will say rehearsals were my favorite part of the whole process. 
no, they, yeah, you're connecting they truly with other were. people and yeah. digging in and yeah, building a community and, and people who can relate to this experience with you and in a, in a more private way. Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. Well, tell everyone again where they can go to find the book and find out more about you. Um, so they can find the book on Amazon, of course, but the best place to go probably is willowjames.com forward slash books. Um, and that will introduce you to Knockout and any other books. Um, the second one is on its way out now called In Her Corner. Um, and the third one will be on its way soon. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, for Thank you so much. Such a pleasure. Yeah, for being here with us today. And to our listeners, thank you so much. If you have not yet gone to superpowerexperts.com and checked out the ways to play with us, please, please do so. There are so many fun ways to get engaged with us. Um, and if you haven't yet downloaded the app, go do so as well. You can uh, do that on the website or you can go to the app store and look for the Superpower Net app. You can have all the shows there at your fingertips. And until next time, Go out and love yourself so you can love the world more deeply. Many blessings. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.